I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Spandrew Spice. Welcome to Deep Cuts, the podcast where we pick a topic and walk you through the ins, outs, and nitty-gritty so you can appear like an interesting and or idiosyncratic person at your next forced social function. Today's topic is... Jay-Z Knight. Who is Jay-Z Knight? Well, she's a cult leader, channeler, and medium who swindled people out of their money, broke up families, and directly contributed to multiple people dying or being sexually assaulted. She also claims to be able to psychically speak to a dead Atlantean from 35,000 years ago. So, you know, that's cool. Welcome to Deep Cuts Into Deep. There's gotta be a Knight Rider pun in there somewhere. South of Seattle, in the misty farmland of Yelm, Washington, Jay-Z Knight is enjoying her little slice of heaven. That's a beautiful. Look at you. Jay-Z likes to pamper her Arabian horses. They trot around a 50-acre pasture and come back to a stable nicer than most homes. Most, but not all. Past the stable and the Rolls Royce, Jay-Z is building a huge mansion the biggest ever in these parts. No doubt about it, this is some house. When it's finished, it'll have six fireplaces, nine bathrooms, a sauna, a spa, and a pool. Of course, this is an expensive lifestyle to maintain, so every couple of weeks, Jay-Z leaves here and goes off to work. Hers is a job that requires body and soul. I know this is like so off topic and we just started the episode and this is just way too quick to just get into some non sequitur but i just have to say that apropos of nothing that reporter was dressed like mcgruff the crime dog for some reason (laughs) that's it i just had to point that out it was just like it was chekhov's gun like (laughs) chekhov chekhov's mcgruff the crime dog that you're here we're very happy to be here Uh, she greets an audience like this one in denver and then she leaves changes her hair and her clothes comes back and goes into a trance and finally after several minutes this 40 year old woman says she has turned into a 35,000 year old man indeed The voice seems different, the face seems different. Supposedly, she is now a he, Ramtha, or the Ram, as his followers call him. Now, the story goes that Ramtha lived in the lost land of Atlantis, where he was a great warrior. And I was the biggest bastard of them all. For I was the great conqueror, the Ram, that meant the god. And I slaughtered and hacked because I was a barbarian, that was filled with anger and ignorance. But the legend goes on to say that the ram finally rejected violence for virtue and became a wise, enlightened teacher. Well, if you believe all that, you'll believe Jay-Z Knight when she says that Ramtha decided to come back 35,000 years later in 1977. I thought I was seeing things because I had tears in my eyes and I wiped the tears away and here stood this entity at 2.30 in the afternoon in my kitchen and uh, I was just... I wasn't afraid. I was just shocked. I mean, you don't... This this doesn't happen. It does if you're what Jay-Z says she is, a channel. They used to call them mediums. Channels say they can summon forth long-dead spirits from other dimensions. 
Channeling is a phenomenon of the 80s. There are hundreds of them, but the most popular is Jay-Z Knight, who says that on command, she can make Ramtha appear. What happens to Jay-Z Knight when Ramtha's speaking? I actually abdicate my body and it's like dying because I do go through a tunnel and I go through another, uh, I'm going to a light and the moment I hit that light, I come back. And Jay-Z claims that while she's gone, she's unaware of what Ramtha's doing and what he or she is usually doing is preaching for hours on end. I have come to teach you to wake up from the intimidation back into the sweetness of what is you. If you find that message confusing and the whole idea of Ramtha preposterous, meet some people who beg to differ. When uh, Jay-Z Knight comes out and she is Ramtha, Judy Zebra Knight, originally Judith Darlene Hampton, was born March 16, 1946. She was purportedly raised in poverty. She was raised in a town of Artesia, New Mexico. She led an average life. She was voted prettiest girl in school by her high school classmates. Okay, first of all, I did not know she was from Artesia, New Mexico. That's like a little holdover town in New Mexico that wasn't far from Roswell. Not any, nothing significant ever came from Artesia, except for apparently fucking Judy Zebra Knight. (laughs) That's what Jay Z Knight stands for. (laughs) Judy Zebra Knight. Judy Zebra Knight. Judy Zebra Knight, bro. I don't even understand it. Like, Jay-Z Knight was, like, first of all, I always, like, it's one of those things where in my mind, for some reason, whenever I hear Jay-Z Knight, I mix it up with Brian McKnight. And I just think, like, when I hear Jay-Z Knight, I'm just like, one, repeat that, one through three, to make it fall in love with me. Whenever I believe my work is done, and I start it back. At one. But like Jay-Z Knight sounds like, oh, like it's like supposed to be this kind of like culty type name or whatever. Like it sounds kind of mystical in a way or whatever. But Judy Zebra Knight? What is the rationale of making your middle name Zebra? She changed it to that. It wasn't that originally. No, I yeah, I mean if it was if that was just her birth name then it's like okay, she just has a weird name, but she changed her name to Judy Zebra Knight. <laughs> what is the rationale of that? Fuck if I know, man. Uh you want to describe these two photos of her as a young woman in high school at uh at at high, at high school at in uh, Artesia, New Mexico? I mean, pretty straightforward. She's she looks like a she's just a normal looking gal. Um, this this photo on the bottom is just kind of like it looks like it was it's like a crop of her face, but it looks like maybe it's from a school photo or something like that, like kind of like a professional ish looking picture. She's all done up in makeup. She looks like a totally normal person. Um, even in this top photo, it's kind of like a candid picture. It looks like it also might be from like a yearbook or something like that, but it's kind of like her. It's like, it's like candid and kind of like sassy. It's just like, Oh, I'm like, I'm just sitting here doing my paper and I'm just going to look at the pa- camera with this like goofy face. Like we're, we're just, we're palling around behind the scenes. And she's got like a bouffanty, like, you know, sixties hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She looks like my grandma for sure. Uh, this is the exact hairstyle my, my grandma had. 
Um, and she is around the same age as my grandma would have been at this point, and she's almost from the same. I think this might be my grandma. <laughs> your grandma was she? She she faked her death and became J.C. Knight. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Spandrew orangutan spice. <gasps> <laughs> It all makes sense now. It all makes so much sense. <laughs> but yeah, I was, it, it actually goes to something that I was going to say before, which is, I mean, maybe this is, maybe we'll talk about this more later, but like one of Judy Zebra Knight's biggest like assets is because you, you see, you see these, these cult leaders or these like mystical fucking gurus or whatever. And, you know, they kind of either have one of two things going for them. They're either this like charismatic sort of like larger than life type person where you really are meant like the, the intention is you're looking at them in awe and you're just like, this person is amazing. They're they're more than human. And then you have the people who are just like fucking nuts. They're just like, this person is fucking insane. They ooze this like chaotic, neutral tiger energy. And you're just like, this person is fucking insane. And, and Jay-Z Knights, her assets are like the dichotomy between how normal her regular self seems. Like just in interviews, she just seems like a regular person. She, You would never get any indication that she's like a weird cult leader who embodies a fucking ancient spirit or whatever. She seems like, like, she seems like a dog trainer. Like she has, she, she's got dog trainer energy to her. And then, and then her, the Ramtha self is like over the top ridiculous to the point where it's just goofy. It's not like Ramtha feels like a rejected character from like a community college comedian's bit. You know what I mean? Or like a, like a play, you know, it's so over the top and goofy. And it's almost like the interplay between those two extremes that makes it work. Cause you're just like, she's so normal seeming that you don't suspect her of being crazy enough to fake that i mean i do for sure but people she she, herself her normal self is so normal and straight laced and seeming like this like sort of put together slightly affluent mom that like it almost like apologizes for the ridiculousness of ramtha to where you're just like i feel I feel like this might be real because I just I don't think that lady would be this fucking crazy. And it like offsets it so she can go to like wild extremes with Wamtha because you're just like, I'm kind of buying it because I it's I feel like she just wouldn't be so crazy to make this shit up. However, things were not quite exactly as placid beneath the icy exterior of this seemingly normal young woman. Jay-Z's closest friend in high school was a young woman named Sandy Fallis. Fallis has gone on record saying that one night at a prayer meeting, the young knight started speaking in tongues. Knight identified herself as a demon named Demias. Demias? Okay, Dave. Okay. I, 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 excuse me. Excuse me. If I am just completely like in fucking third grade, but Sandy Fallis... You're just going to go past that name? <laughs> Judy Zebra Knight and her best friend, Sandy Fallis. <laughs> and you're just going to you're just going to say that like 
You're gonna say that like, like it was. Just, yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to just move through it, man. Like I it was. was just, like it was Sandy Smith. Knight identified herself as a demon named Demias. She couldn't breathe. She was holding her neck and saying, I can't breathe. At that point, a male's voice spoke out. He said, I have possessed this body and you cannot have it. I have possessed it for many years. Also, Sandy Fallis? When asked about it in interviews, Jay-Z Knight has said that it didn't happen. That's not my, that's not my truth. That's someone else's truth. She said. <laughs> After graduating high school, Jay-Z Knight dropped out of business school to work at a local cable television station. According to her autobiography, she was told by a psychic that an enlightened one would find her in Tacoma, Washington. It was there, in her kitchen, in 1977, that she claimed to be visited by what would become Ramtha. Can we just go back for a second and just talk about that, like, that kayfabe retcon? Where she, where she's like, that's not my truth. Yeah, that's not, that's not my truth. That's someone else's truth. Because that was my, that was clearly my first draft, like, attempt at doing this. And now I need to, like, retroactively pretend like I never did that because it wouldn't make any sense if I was, like, it would just be inconsistent with my entire identity and my whole grift if I had at one point been, like, possessed by some different demon and it was completely, like, incongruous with my current ideology. So I have to, like, just be like, no, that's somebody else's demon possession entity that embodies them. You must be thinking of Judy uh, fucking water bore night. Some critics of night have said that it's possible that she has multiple personality disorder and that these alternate personas are fractured elements of her psyche. However, I just find that really hard to believe, and I think she's uh, just a good old-fashioned sideshow huckster. That's such a weird conspiracy theory. That d- that's like that doesn't make any sense. It's like it's like Occam's razor, guys. Like whoa, she's like she goes up there and she like that that character's too good. She can't be acting. She must have a split personality disorder, which isn't even actually like a real thing. That's like a TV show version of what an actual split personality disorder is. Like you don't just you don't just like become like a fucking ancient demon or whatever. But like she's not just pretending to like trick people into giving her money. She has a split personality disorder. That's such a weird. That's like that's like the in the the um the uh, raising the Allosaur. How there's all those people who are like criticizing um the documentary and they're just like this documentary is bullshit. This is fake. The whole thing about how dinosaurs were only a thousand years old is real, and that Allosaur is only a thousand years old and. It was killed in the biblical flood that Noah's Ark was made for. But that specific thing is bullshit. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think I think there's no better example of what bullshit Jay-Z Knight slings than this this footage, which we're about to watch. I we've we've watched this previously on the show for the QAnon epic, but I feel I feel like we have to watch it here so we can get the full context of what a bullshit artist she is. Yeah, just just to just to quickly uh, recap, uh, we'll be getting to this later. But uh, in the in the QAnon series that uh, Dave and Andrew did, um, spoiler alert! But Jay Z Knight eventually gets into some uh, QAnon type stuff later on in life. And so this clip was played um, just to give context to who Jay Z Knight was during the QAnon series. Ramtha doesn't like the hair. He gets in his face. Ah. 
This is Jay Z Knight on the Merv Griffin show. On your entity. Um, I don't call on him. I, it's a matter of me becoming alive and becoming at peace and uh, not being nervous. Okay. And once I do Are you that. All right? Am I all right? Yeah. Are you nervous? Well, I've never been on your show before. Oh. oh okay. See how comfortable it is? <laughs> yes, it's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dog trainer quiet. energy. We'll stay quiet here. It really can't be described how weird it is to watch this. Like you're you're hearing this and it's already weird, but like you got like you gotta see this. Like this is one of the strangest performances I've ever seen. She's just sitting there rocking back and forth. She doesn't try to be like mystical or come off as elegant she like goes for just the weirdest goofiest performance you could possibly imagine it's like if jar jar binks was a cult leader yeah she's rocking back and forth she's stretching her arms out she does that same thing every time every time she becomes ramtha she like stands up and then like picks one foot up and then the other one and then like sits down like she's sitting in a throne and then she kind of like picks her f- one foot and the other up again. Indeed. Indeed. Indeed, beloved master. Mm. Is day in your time? Yes, thank you. Sit down here. God, it's so cringy. <laughs> Jay Z Knight is like she just she got rejected from the Groundlings, and she was just like <laughs> I like this is her whole career was just trying to get back at the Groundlings for not liking her weird mystical warrior character that she auditioned with. Mm-hmm. The to, tube to capture a moment forever. You were a little tough to wake up today. I, we are. This was already talked about in the QAnon series, but this is the smoking gun that Jay Z Knight is fake. This there's you can't just like look at somebody and know that this is an idiot. I mean, you and I can, but there are some people out there, obviously, that believe this because there's a whole fucking cult. But this is the smoking gun that nobody, if they were operating in good faith, could deny that this proves that she is faking it. Because he, I'm just, I just stopped it right as he said it. But he said something about how she, she, he said, he said, uh, you were sleeping. He said something like that. Like you were sleeping. He used the word, you used the word sleeping. And then this is what she says. Were you sleeping when we got to you? Wake up. Were you sleeping? What is slumber, entity? So <laughs> Ramtha does not know what the concept of slumber is he doesn't know what the concept of sleep is and yet when merv griffin said were you sleeping even though ramtha doesn't know what sleeping is he apparently still knew what a synonym for sleeping was and said what is slumber entity and he also said wake up so he said were you sleeping and then ramtha says wake up and then he says yeah were you sleeping and then he says what is slumber entity so how the fuck 
would Ramtha know that slumber, sleeping, and wake up are related terms if they don't know what sleeping is? Because she's a sideshow huckster bullshit fuckhead, and she's just, like, riffing. That's why. Uh. And that's exactly what it is. That's why I said the Groundlings thing, because this is just, this is terrible improv. This is terrible 80s Groundlings improv. Awake at all times. At all times. Where are you when you're not here? Would you like to see? No. Well, it might not be the kind of place I want to hang out in. I'm very happy here. My little studio, my little couch. It is a wondrous place here, Entity. And you're my first 35,000-year-old guest. (laughs) (laughs) To that which is called I, Entity, be an enigma. And what is 35,000 years old? Our anthropologists today tell us that 35 years ago, people didn't have brains like they have today they had little small to the evolution of man the brain has evolved so it is great to know that somebody 35,000 years ago had such good command of the language master even before my time they did so mm-hmm. to that which is termed is it why indeed your um, scientists as they are termed mm-hmm. they have not found the great civilizations yet you were- they will your home was Atlantis? That was um, a place that that which I lived, but I was a pilgrim from a land called Mu. Like I said, it's just, it's the goofiest fucking performance you could possibly imagine. Like the idea that this works and people buy into this, like I said before, it really is just that dichotomy between how normal she seems, her performance as a normal, non-crazy person, helps to sell this character because if she was also like eccentric and weird in her normal life you would just be like yeah this is bullshit like this is a fake character but there's something about the interplay between those two things that sells it to people this all sounds crazy right this all sounds like blatant bullshit well in 1987 there were a lot of people who thought otherwise here's another excerpt from the previously heard 1987 2020 piece on jay-z night people who beg to differ when uh, jay-z knight comes out and she is ramtha it's no longer jay-z knight for me when ramtha speaks there is such love in his rachel voice. todd hey what's up you can see the love coming out of jay-z's eyes and there is love in their eyes in return they are transfixed rachel todd i can fix you eastern mysticism and western pop philosophy with a large dose of theatrics The medium has a message. God exists in everyone. Man is divine and the master of his own destiny. Who needs to be worshipped? Indeed, you do. And who needs to save your hide? You do. And indeed, who can answer your prayers? You do. That may not sound especially profound, but true believers flock to hear it at $400 a piece. It's $1,500 for weekend retreats. There are often so many people, the Ramtha organization can earn up to $200,000 for a single appearance. And if you can't come to Ramtha, Ramtha will come to you. And you're my first 35,000-year-old guest. 
and what is 35,000 years well, old? Promotion like this has boosted the Rampa mailing list to over 23,000 names, and it's growing by more than 100 a week. There's a popular line of video and audio tapes. But what really focused national attention on Rampa is Shirley MacLaine. MacLaine's latest film chronicles her belief in mysticism. So do her books. One of the actress's bestsellers identifies Rampa as her spiritual guide, and the actress still keeps a horse at Jay-Z's ranch. McLean refused to talk to 2020 about Jay-Z Knight, but she's only one of many celebrities who've been involved with Rampa. They include Philip Michael Thomas, Mike Farrell, Richard Chamberlain, and Dynasty's Linda Evans. Oh my God! Tubbs, 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 followed Tubbs from Miami, from Miami Vice, Tubbs. They're enlightened masters, and thank. I would peg Crockett as a as a Jay Z Knight follower, but Tubbs Crockett for sure is a follower of, of Crockett's just idiosyncratic, man. He just kept a fucking uh, crocodile on his on his houseboat named Elvis. He wasn't into some crazy shit. He was going through a divorce. He was just sleeping with his best friend who was on the force as a female cop. But he wasn't a crazy motherfucker. Not like Tubbs, who's out here just like, what's up, Jay-Z Knight? Tubbs believed in fucking that, the thing we just saw, or the thing we just listened to. The... <laughs> Tubbs and Shirley MacLaine. Tubbs and Shirley MacLaine, bro. Shirley MacLaine, your name is too, it's, it's too much of an institution. You're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be in this. That's like, that's like if somebody was, well, that's a bad example, I guess, because like that, that really is a thing. I was going to say, that's, that's like if, if like Alec Baldwin, like was a QAnon follower, but like Stephen Baldwin is a QAnon follower. So <laughs> never mind, I guess. <laughs> My own joke was too was not even absurd enough to not be a real thing. The idea that a thirty five thousand year old like magical being would like in their in their omnipotent majesty and their power would like embody this person's like possess this person and come into our world to deliver their wisdom to planet Earth that would result in them just being like. You have to believe in yourself. Power of positive thinking. Buy my videotapes. Like <laughs> the idea that a fucking magical Atlantean spirit would just be like, yes, some vague Tony Robbins bullshit. 1999 for my latest VHS tape. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy too like the, basically the only the real the like the only doctrine or like tenets that Ramtha imparts are these there I mean it's like a lot of like bullshit like oh we're going to take some like eastern mysticism some kind of christian love thy neighbor stuff and then like you're saying like a lot of self actualization shit and just kind of roll it all together and it's Ramtha but the only like four real codified tenets are these things that she calls like the four beliefs and one of them the, the number one is the statement you are god the second one is the directive to make the known the unknown i don't know what that means number three is the concept that consciousness and energy create the nature of reality okay all right and the and the fourth one is the challenge to conquer yourself i love all those iron maiden albums <laughs> yeah yeah 
And basically, like, all of these things are kind of peddled and leveraged to gain immortality. That's kind of the the whole hook of the cult was, like, you follow Ramtha's teachings and you get to be immortal. Uh, and this is a clip of her, of Jay-Z Knight, talking as Ramtha about immortality. Is it possible to have mind over matter? Baby, the brain is king. The body is the kingdom. Yes. How long will that take to happen? Long enough for it to be the mainstay of your personality. Oh, man, you can see this is everything we the, all the clips we were watching before were all from like the 80s. And this is like more recent. I don't know what this is from a documentary that was made uh, called What the Bleep Do We Know? She's much older. She's in her like 60s, it looks like. And she is tired of doing Ramtha. Like, she is tired of it. You can see it. It's all gone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's now mellowed out to just kind of, like, annoyed uncle at the barbecue. She's she's over it. Like, she got... She was over Ramtha, like, ten years ago. But it's just... Her whole empire is just based on this. And she's just in a prison of her own making at this point. <laughs> Those great thunderstorms. We have tapped yet let a third of its ability. If we lived entirely the wholeness of our brain, which would require the wholeness of our DNA be activated, we would become the legends of old. The immortals. I really believe that the body wants to heal itself and the limits are in our own minds of what we believe is possible. Um, I think so much more is possible than we appreciate. Everyone's DNA, they use less than a third of the DNA. Did you know that there are immortal genes? She's just stopped yeah, doing she it dro- now. She dropped the accent. DNA. Did you know that you have the DNA to grow any part of your body to change it any way you want to? Did you know you have the DNA of humanity? Did you know that you can turn... Also, she's gesturing with like an old grandpa pipe. (laughs) This is so ridiculous. It's amazing. It's amazing. That you can tap your DNA to not only make you immortal, but reverse your aging. Did you know that if you go to sleep at night and you have a dream that you ate a giant marshmallow, that when you wake up in the morning, your pillow will be gone? (laughs) Did you know that if you sneeze with your eyes open, your eyeballs will pop out of your head. Did you know that Paul from the Wonder Years is actually Marilyn Manson? <laughs> As the Ramtha Empire grew and spread, Jay-Z Knight would distribute newsletters and tapes proclaiming apocalyptic messages of the beaches collapsing and the oceans rising. Plagues and drought and tidal waves and more. These days to come, one should leave that which is called the beaches and seek higher ground. It would be well advised in the greatest of wisdom to uh, 
pack your belongings and go somewhere else. Well, many of the true believers are taking that advice to heart. Now, Rantha says that the Pacific Northwest will be safe from all those disasters. So, in the past year or two, hundreds of people, upwards of 1,500 by one count, have suddenly left everything behind. Their families, their businesses, just left everything and moved to places like Northern California, Oregon, and here in Washington State. This is Cheryl McNaughton. She moved to Yelm, Washington, right near Jay-Z Knight. After falling in with Ramtha, McNaughton divorced her multimillionaire husband, left her home in Hawaii, came here with her children and her new boyfriend. Ramtha was a door. I walked through it. I changed my life. I am happy because of me. He gave me that experience. But it's a bitter experience for many of those left behind. We heard stories from all over the country, like the East Coast, where there was the elderly man whose wife of 45 years got into Ramtha and then last Thanksgiving, suddenly cleaned out their bank account and moved to the Northwest. And we talked to the woman here in Los Angeles. Just last summer, her husband got a ramp of videotape and started watching it over and over again. He became obsessed with the idea that the world was going to end. He began giving away our furniture. We had just bought a house. He put the house up for foreclosure. He let his business go, and he moved up to an area near the Sequoias. He finally came home just recently, but Tina's still shaken. What is Ramtha doing to families like yours? Tearing them apart. I don't know what she did to my husband, but uh, he's not the same he was. You know, he's just not the same person he was a few months ago. Those folks, you know, they, they point the finger at you, they blame you, they, they think you're, you're bad news, that you've lured yeah. their loved ones away. You know, but you know, what would you expect him to say? I'm so thankful she took my, my wife away and it's all her fault. It could never be mine, you know. People don't want to take responsibility that if that person left, could it be because they weren't happy anymore? To grasp what Knight says, it helps to look at what some of her followers think of as their Bible, the Ramp the White Book. It outlines a philosophy where reality is whatever you want it to be, where there's no right, no wrong, even murder is not wrong or evil. But Jay-Z says it helps to believe in reincarnation. If you only believe that you only are going to, you, you, you're born and you die, and there's no afterlife, murder is definitely wrong. If you believe in a continuation of life, that's a different story. In a divinity, if we're... Wait a minute. Is she saying that murder is fine? Yeah, yeah, that's one of her whole things, because it's like, it's, it's basically like, they one of the like core tenets of of the Ramtha shtick is that you that nothing is wrong uh unless the individual unless it prevents the individual from progressing to the next level of the reincarnation ladder so like you can just basically it's it's a it's like a self inoculation against anybody saying like how could you steal all this money from your followers or whatever and she's like it's not going to stop me from being reincarnated and on into the next level so it's fine so she was she was like the OG of like trying to trying to get the purge going. <laughs> yeah. It's like entities every year at the same date. All crime is legal. What is the purge entity? <laughs> I I wrote this screenplay in the 80s. I'm going to sue you for arbitration. <laughs> She's the real Sophia Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> The, I, I, also, I like how when they were asking her about the tearing families apart, her reaction, her response was just like, 
like, listen, honey, maybe he's just not that into you. <laughs> that was yeah. her, like, r- her rationalization of it. However, despite legions of followers and a massive palatial estate built with the spoils of her preaching, none of these apocalyptic predictions ever came true. No fucking shit. <laughs> And yet, the craziest thing is that Jay-Z Knight had a cover band, Penny Torres. So not only was there just Jay-Z Knight doing this channeling thing, starting a cult, preaching end-time, you know, post-apocalyptic bullshit, but this woman, Penny Torres, that we're about to watch this clip from, just looked at that and was like, I'm going to do that too. And her, 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 like, impression, the, like, demon that she channels or whatever, the the person, the ancient past person that she channels, it's just the Ramtha voice. Like, it's just entity. It's just that. I would love it if it was just like Christopher Walken or something. Like, like, the, <laughs> like Jay-Z Knight. Jay-Z Knight was a failed Groundlings comedian. This person is a failed, like, stand-up impressionist. So she's just like, I'm uh going. It's like a, it's like a terrible Christopher Walken impression. Murder is legal as long. <laughs> but, but but I still want to do the purge. That's still part of my thing. Rule number one. The statement is you are God. The directive is to make the known the unknown. Preaches that you are God, that you are the greatest thing on earth, and you can't do wrong. <laughs> channeling share the spirit i am here to be straight with you i am here to tell you as it is upon your plane indeed she even does indeed she even does indeed she has the she has the same hairstyle the same clothes yeah yeah jay-z knight like her whole thing is like the the alter ego where like when she's normal, she has like an '80s looking, like kind of teased hairdo, and then when she becomes Ramtha, she puts it back in this kind of like this ponytail that it almost kind of like changes the shape of her head, which I think is part of the, her whole thing. Where she really kind of like makes herself kind of it's almost like the Andrew WK thing, where if you can you can go a long way to like make yourself look different by changing your hairstyle and doing different facial features and and physicality and she puts her hair back in this ponytail that's kind of like it's not it's not up high it's kind of like lower and she does the same exact ponytail and she's wearing the same vaguely kind of like eastern looking robe thing her body to make room for the spirit mafu 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 not ramtha mafu it's just it's a it's just an exact copy beloved masters indeed this is the voice of mafu a leper from first century pompeii i am what is called the awakening of a dream I am the realization of what you be. God bless you, Dr. Pepe. (laughs) (laughs) How are you this day of your time as you create time to exist? Bashar is an alien from outer space. All kinds of spirits speak through channels, but their message is basically the same. You are God. You can create your own reality. 
It's a message thousands want to hear. I'm sold on this. I am sold on this. And they're not grifters. <laughs> I have no moral issue with this. We need to do this. I want to live this life. Please. I I am fully sold on this now. I want to live this life. This looks like just the the best thing, the best life you could have. You just get to go around being a ridiculous character and just be the goofiest fucking idiot alive and then just still people like fucking worship you and think this is real even when there's literally another person that you're clearly just copying like verbatim doing the same exact impression. And yet people still think that you are a real thing. Yeah, I don't have the answer either, man. It's amazing, right? That we, we, we talk about this a lot on the show. Uh, the idea we, we talk about the, the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And then like the tippy top of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the like Jim Carrey, like talking about like painting the color of the world or whatever. And then there is a tippy, tippy top above that that is like, I am so rich and bored and just like I've got no real issues in my life. And I'm just like depressed because my life is boring and I just like have no real problems. So I've just I'm just like atrophying. My mind is just atrophying that I'll just allow myself in bad faith to believe somebody's weird demon possession character that's like a shitty groundlings reject. And I'm just going to I'm just so bored with my life that I'm just going to allow myself to be indoctrinated into a cult where our whole thing is that we think this is real, even though nobody truly believes this is real because it's so obviously bullshit. Knight was known for selling horses to affluent cult members and claiming that it was the will of Ramtha. She sold one for a quarter of a million dollars. This crescendoed with Knight using Ramtha's name in investment schemes that swindled people out of millions of dollars that never seemed to materialize into any great assets. And thus, she received a cease and desist order from the state of Washington, which she voluntarily complied with. So basically, she like tried to Bernie Madoff a bunch of motherfuckers by claiming, oh, Ramtha wants you to invest in this investment scheme. We're going to pool all our money and we're going to buy stocks or whatever. It's the will of Ramtha. And she literally got millions of dollars doing it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like she... I, I don't I don't maybe there's other examples of this and I'm just not thinking of them off the top of my head. But this is one of the only ones that I've seen where there's a cult that's a combination between a doomsday cult and then like one of those vaguely just like mystical, like self-help guru bullshit cults and then a prosperity scheme. Yeah, totally. And so she you know, she got all of this money this way and never returned any investment to anyone. And then the government was like, yeah, you can't fucking do that. Either give the money back or we're going to put you in jail. And she was like, yeah, my bad here. Here's the money back. Here's the money back. What is the FCC entity? (laughs) (laughs) What is the NASDAQ entity? (laughs) What is the Dow Jones entity? What is money laundering entity? 
What does wire fraud, entity? What is 20 years in prison, entity? What is 22 life, entity? What is orange is the new black, entity? <laughs> I know not of this perjury, entity. <laughs> and the craziest thing is it only gets more insane from here. It's a cassette. It's an indie rock album. It's a full-color original comic book. It's Simple Code by Mystery Treehouse, the world's first hybrid album and comic that we know of after doing, like, a two-minute Google search. For fans of music by Weezer, Fountains of Wayne, Andrew WK, Say Anything, and Late 90s Pop Punk. No tape player, no problem. It's also a badass action comic full of blood and gore about two boy detectives and their space demon and robot roommates battling a horde of death metal zombies. But that's not all you get. Every album comes with a QR code. Scan it to get a digital version of the album and comic, bonus music, a track-by-track breakdown of the story behind each song, an unreleased episode of the Deep Cuts podcast, plus more. All this can be yours for one easy payment of $12.99. Go to deepcutspod.com and click the shop to get yours now. Act 2, Creating the Future. As Jay-Z Knight's superstardom waned through the 1990s, she was hit with multiple lawsuits, some more laughable than others. Believe it or not, Knight sued a woman in Berlin named Julie Ravel for... Leaving her hanging in psychic limbo. (laughs) Knight claimed that the woman, who was also a medium, had channeled Ramtha and stolen him from her. The case was brought to the Supreme Court in Vienna, and after five years of working its way through the lower appellate courts, they decided in her favor, giving her the copyright to Ramtha and also awarding her $800 in psychic damages. What the fuck are psychic damages? What are, what is that? What is a psychic damage from a, from a legal standpoint? Amazing. Amazing. She sued somebody because they took her imaginary best friend and the courts legally said you can't steal an imaginary best friend. Give the best friend back. But the the funny thing about that is, is that it's like it's fully it's everybody just it's it's a it's a straightforward copyright lawsuit that is like being executed within a kayfabe alternate reality by everybody involved. Like, she's just suing this person for using her copyright, but the, but it's playing out like she's suing her for kidnapping her psychic spirit guide. <laughs> and the courts are just like, if you want me to say it like that, sure, but give the lady back her psychic monster. Her Atlantean BFF. <laughs> I just want to know what psychic damages are. Do you think psychic damages are like, like, cause in the States we have emotional damage and people get sued for emotional damage a lot. But do you think in Vienna, like in the German legal system, psychic damages are emotional damages? It's just phrased differently, but she knew that. It was like a coincidence and she just like, 
it, it was like one of those like situations where like some like two people just are having different conversations, but they think that they're talking about the same thing. And so in her mind, she's like, wow, they're giving me psychic damages like they they fully bought it. Oh, my God. I need to move to Vienna. Fuck Washington. I kind of hope that's what happened. <laughs> this is actually what the the Billy Joel song Vienna is about. Strangely, also what the song Uptown Girl is about as well. Oh yeah, actually every Billy Joel song is about Judy Zebra Knight. <laughs> Judy Zebra Knight is actually Billy Billy Joel's ex-wife. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, he was she was his muse. He wrote every song about her. <laughs> I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jam. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I was Billy Joel's muse whenever he wrote Turnstiles. <laughs> See, the, the, beauty, the wonderful part of that joke is that it requires this weird bridge between Jay-Z Knight into this Billy Joel discussion. It requires the knowledge of that meme that's from TikTok. currently popular. And then it also requires an encyclopedic knowledge of Billy Joel's discography. <laughs> that is a rare joke. That is like, that is a rare Pepe in the wild. <laughs> I don't even know enough about Billy Joel's <laughs> like catalog to keep this bit going. I want to be like, I was Billy Joel's muse when he wrote. I don't know any other Billy Joel songs other than Uptown Girl. (laughs) I want to keep the bit going, but I don't. I genuinely don't know any other. I was Billy Joel's muse when he wrote The Strange Eye. He didn't didn't write We Didn't Start the Fire, right? He did. Okay, see, I should have gone with it. I'm just just picturing Jay-Z Knight in Uncut Gems as her being like, (laughs) what is the weekend entity? (laughs) <laughs> i want this i want to live in this world that is just uh, it's jay-z knight and billy joel and whatever her name is what fox or whatever kanye west's ex-girlfriend now and i want to live in this world where the that just is populated by this law lo- this law lo- internal logic in a hard pivot this is gonna get really dark i mean as as we as we want it we wanted to we wanted to hard turn here we want to go from billy joel bits to just like fucking people dying that's literally what's going to happen so here we go however the saddest of the cases that knight was involved in was aptly titled knight v knight which lasted from 1992 to 1995 in it jay-z knight was sued by her ex-husband jeff knight who accused her of stealing three years of his life. How did she do this, you ask? Because she convinced him to postpone medical treatment for his HIV infection, telling him that Ramtha would cure him. The court decided against him. However, he died of his AIDS prior to the appeals court decisions. To me, it's not about the money. It's about standing up for myself, taking back my power and standing up to her and to this this farce of a teaching that is just a money-making business for her. If I was to die tomorrow, I would know that I had done something to make some people wake up and realize that they're involved in a very dangerous, very evil, corrupt thing. And they need to look at that. They need to realize. Let's see, it's it's the end of March, 1992. This is Jeff Knight, who... uh... I'm Joe Zimhart, and I'm here with uh, Jeff Knight. 
and we're here to discuss a little bit about Jeff's experience with the Ramtha organization, which uh, he was intimately involved with in more ways than one. So uh, let's go back to when did you begin your, your um, involvement? Uh, what year was that when you first encountered? That was in 1980. In 1980? Yeah, spring of 1980. Yeah. I just wanted to briefly go over that. What happened? Describe the, your first impression of, of what, who Ramtha was. How, you, how were you introduced to it in you know, the, the first meeting with Jay-Z? Uh, um, she called me in regards to my horse business and uh -huh. uh, invited me to a seminar that was being held in the uh, Beverly Hills area. So I went to the, uh, the event that she was having there as a guest of hers at you know, first offer I was like, you know, I don't have any real interest in this, but you know, I was looking to sell horses, so I, you know, thought, well, I'll I'll go and see what this is all about. And uh, when I when I got to the uh, the event, she came in after I got there, arrived a little bit late, and walked right over to me and introduced herself and said, you know, you're Jeff Knight. Said, yeah, and she obviously knew who I was because she had seen my picture in an ad that she had got my phone number from, and uh, she uh, was real attentive to me at uh -huh. that event, and then she she uh, proceeded to talk about the RAM to the whole audience, and then did her little intro prior to the uh, Dialogue 1 that I was attending, the beginner event at that time. And then the RAM was channeled two different times throughout the, through the course of the day, uh -huh. and uh, and when he talked to me, during after the first se section of when he talked to me, uh, Jay-Z proceeded to interpret what he had said to me about going over the mountain and in oh, this okay. lifetime, you know, in my past lifetimes I had not gone over the mountain and left the security of the family and all those things that are secure in the knowingness of what you're familiar with and in this lifetime I would achieve that uh -huh. and would find ultimate happiness. And after he left the body and she came into the room to kind of mingle with the people. She came over to me and interpreted for me what that meant, that mm -hmm. I would, you know, someday leave my family and go to an unfamiliar place and, and do great things. And and where was this again? This was in California. California, okay. Yeah. And uh, how many people were at that dialogue? Then? Maybe 15 to 20 people. So it's a small group. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, so basically, I, I mean, I was just, I was curious at what point, just based on his, that intro of just like, yeah, like this lady called me up and I thought she was kind of fucking crazy and I had no interest in this, but I just wanted to sell him horses. I wanted to know where that transitioned into, I am marrying this person. Yeah. Well, the other interesting thing about it too, is that he's still obviously like, even though he's suing her and she literally is killing him or contributed to killing him, he still speaks with the programmed language. You know, we've talked about this a lot of like- She channeled the ram. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, yeah, he was, yeah, the, 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 the way that cults like change your vocabulary so that you can only speak to other cult members because they're the only ones that know what you're talking about. And it is a form, it, it serves as a way to alienate you from the outside world because you can no longer communicate with anybody else because you speak an entirely different language, essentially. 
and you, and you can kind of get a sense of that because you can hear you can you can tell this person that's interviewing him they're just like yeah I don't want to know the details of all this shit you're I just want to know like the part where you know you're suing her like what like you're telling me your this me- meticulous retelling of this whole thing like let's just get to the actual important stuff like you you can really you can get a sense of that that disconnect Knight also refused to attend court as a witness in a case involving a 15 year old who claimed rape against two students of the Ramtha School of Enlightenment. The 15-year-old girl had written a letter tonight which mentioned that Wayne Allen Geis, her dancing and acting teacher, had engaged in sexual intercourse with her from 1995 to 1997. The illicit activities had also involved Ruth Beverly Martin. They had apparently told the girl that sexual intercourse would help her to relax and improve her acting ability. Knight invited the girl to a retreat at the school in late November 1999. In the retreat, Ramtha questioned the girl, her father, Geis, and Martin. This inquiry took place on stage in front of an audience of over 800 people for about an hour. Geis and Martin confessed to having molested the girl, and the school contacted authorities. Charged with 10 counts of first-degree sexual misconduct with a minor, Geis and Martin pled not guilty and the case went to trial. Prosecutors were reluctant to have Knight appear in the court due to the quote-unquote circus atmosphere that she would bring. Knight herself claimed that she had been in a trance and did not remember anything that was said during the retreat inquiry. Man, these these cult stories are fun until they aren't. Yeah, they're really fun until it's like, fuck, this guy like got murdered and that girl got raped. Shit. It always, it always goes there. This shit's sucks yeah i and i i i I hate to i i that was that's all very dark and very awful and i and it feels weird to go into a funny thing but but i'm gonna do it anyway here we go the i the idea that that character ramtha that everything that we've heard all the clips that you've listened to so far in this episode that character got two guys to confess to sexual assault on stage in front of 800 people is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. What is P in the Vajee, entity? I, I cannot imagine what that was like. What is age of consent, entity? And there's like a there's a part of me that just wishes there was footage because I'm so fascinated about what that could possibly have been like. Like that character was just on stage and just like cajoled a confession out of two pedophiles. That is so fucking weird. Yeah, it's really, really trippy. It's not funny, but the but like it's fucking bizarre to the point where it's kind of funny. Yeah, if somebody hadn't been like actively damaged for the rest of their life, it would be hilarious. The problem is that they were. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's so fuck, it's it's fucking dark. All, But also, when you said night versus night, before it got into the horrible bleakness, I was really hoping that in the ultimate kayfabe, Jay-Z Knight, like, Ramtha was, like, suing Jay-Z Knight. <laughs> and it was, like, a court case between Ramtha and Jay-Z Knight, and she would, like, channel Ramtha, and then he would go up on the stand and testify, and then she would turn back into Jay-Z Knight and then go and do the counter test- testify. That was what I was hoping it was. <laughs> I would love that. Unfortunately, that's that's not what happened. Unfortunately, it was a horrible, much darker thing. As Knight's cultural relevance diminished, her pseudo-Eastern self-help bullshit gave way to much more bizarre and fringe beliefs. 
And the beings that I started to meet, Daniel, were beings from uh, systems, you know, the Crab Nebulae. The, all of these beings, I was slowly integrated into meeting and understanding that, you know, if you are an alien, you must look like us. Uh, if you, and if you don't, then you follow the criteria of evil. Uh, so my my initiation over 40 years has been uh, not only understanding the spirit, which really is our divine quality, but that is everywhere in beings everywhere. And how that body, that suit, that alien suit that they wear, which is our physical body, is really made up of whatever system, whatever planet. It's made from the clay of those planets, those systems. They breathe differently. Some don't even eat, you know, they ingest an, an, an atmosphere. Uh, but, it, but if we take the body away from the, the Nordics, we take it away from the Blue Avians, we take it away from all of that. We have this ball of light, Daniel, and this ball of light is what's wearing that body. Uh -huh. I learned that over 40 years, had lots of experiences. I had so many UFO experiences, many I documented in my book. Um, and so when you come and take sort of a really big mind, you know, when we get out of this little box and we start looking over here, we start looking over here, and you take this really big mind and you bring it back to your neighbors. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or... Uh, uh, you know, everything threatens religion, right? So, um, then so you're a heretic right off the bat. Uh, oh, and then, you know, they're meeting with the government and, you know, it was on the front cover of the New York Times five different times. And so the intent was to bring it down and destroy it because the message of behold God in everyone, that God was actually in us, that our spirit was a ball of light. It was wearing this body. And brain is computer. So uh, emotions are to experience what we made known. You know, an emotional experience is a new experience. And our bodies experience the tactile uh, expression of what we've created. And so that threatened religion. The religion threatened politics. The politics got into the media and, you know, and they went after us. And so anybody, you know, who thought they were a champ. Listen, unfocus your mind. Don't listen to the specifics of what she's saying and just kind of like absorb the tonality and the general just impression. And you cannot convince me that she is not a dog trainer. <laughs> Uh, so a couple things I want to talk about before we move into this final section is that one, uh, Jay-Z Knight is just like an open racist and she's said like a ton of anti-Semitic shit over the years, uh, and bad shit about all kinds of people of color. What is mine confidenty? <laughs> like she just fucking sucks. She's a racist, uh, and she plays on the worst stereotypes and the worst impulses in her followers 
but garbs it in this weird racist like I'm just an Atlantean from 35,000 years ago and I don't see color but also fuck those dudes over there who all happen to look the same like she fucking sucks so I just wanted to bring that point up and that leads perfectly into the kind of final act of Jay-Z Knight that we're going to talk about which is in 2019 she kind of had a big when gust of popularity. Shit got QAnon-y. Yeah, she had a big gust of popularity because she started channeling and globbing on to the QAnon movement, which we talked about in some in-depth uh, discussion in the QAnon episodes. And now we're going to replay all six episodes to recap it so you can understand what's happening right now. <laughs> and I, I don't know that we need to go super in-depth into it, but it's just... It just serves as another data point of how insidious this person is. And she's always looking for ways to ingratiate herself or find people that are weak or looking for some sort of direction. So she's always like, where's the rising tide of conspiratorial thought? Where's the rising tide of people who have money but are weak and I can take advantage of them? Hello, entity. Did you know that Tom Hanks got Greek citizenship because... It's legal to be a pedophile over there. It's fucking bullshit. Um, yeah, so, you know, the this weird kind of, like, arc that she undergoes where she starts out as kind of, like, objectively saying good things just in this weird, fucked up way. Like, saying, you know, you should believe in yourself and you should self-actualize and go after what you want is a really positive thing to put out into the world. The issue is that it's phrased <laughs> in this and garbed in this bizarre hybrid of a cult prosperity scheme, multi-level marketing thing, religious doctrine that just like destroys people's lives. And like the harsh stuff seems to have kind of run its course, right? Like there's not a story every year now where she's involved in a murder case or a rape case because she's culturally irrelevant. Like she's run she's run through all of the suckers. She's JJ armed. Yeah, totally. She's JJ armed. Um, but yeah, what are your what are your kind of like overall thoughts about Jay Z Knight and the stuff that we just watched, listened to, and uh, and learned about? Yeah, I mean, she's she's almost she's weirdly um she, she she's she's weirdly like heavily um what's the term? I'm just blanking on the term. It's it's a very common term. Um, oh, she she's she's weirdly heavily influential in in the realm of like cults and like conspiracy theory movements um that's why she came up in the in the QAnon series and um i first sort of became aware of her researching for a different episode about a cult where the cult leader was like exclusively inspired by jay-z knight and was like a follower of her for a while and then went on to like start his own cult where he channeled a fucking spirit and basically just like copied her shtick like that other person did um and like i'm i I hazard to guess that a lot of people listening to this have never heard of jay-z knight but and there's other cults and things like that that you're much more aware of jonestown and children of god and and um you know charles manson all these really famous like cult leaders and and um conspiracy theory movement gurus and things like that um and like in a in a, in a strange way Jay-Z Knight is like the the is like the fucking Bob Dylan of all these people. Just like they all know of Jay-Z Knight and they were all inspired by Jay-Z Knight in ways. Uh not not Jonestown, not those specific ones I mentioned, but a lot of like modern like grifters 
it all weirdly goes back to Jay-Z Knight. She kind of like created the playbook of like fucking weird conspiracy grifts. So, um, you know, if back in that QAnon series, uh, the, although it, the, the sort of timeline of events was traced through and it went back to the origins of QAnon and of a lot of these conspiracy theory movements, um, it, it, it kind of approached that from more of a historical sense of like, the ideologies and the like historical events that occurred that led to things. Um, and it didn't really focus on like movements or like specific figures that kind of, it didn't really go into that. But that all being said, um, you can, you have like Jay Z Knight to thank for like a lot of the modern day conspiracy grifter movements that you see. Like she kind of created the the template for it in a way, in a lot of ways, um, and and she's she, she's the she's the classic example of these types of people. She is exclusively motivated by making money. She doesn't care whose lives she affects with her, you know, the the, the things that she does, the rhetoric she spreads. She has no remorse for people that have been hurt or died in the wake of this fucking thing. All she cares about is making money and deflecting blame or responsibility for anything that she does. Uh, it's very ironic that in that interview where she's talking about the people whose husbands left them or whatever, that she says that some people just don't want to take responsibility for their own actions or whatever, because like she and people like her are just the epitome of people who will never take responsibility for their actions. They will always deflect. They will always blame everything else on everybody around them. And that's kind of what a cult is, right? That's like the, that's like the cornerstone of what a cult is, is like, none of this is my fault. It's everybody else's fault the secular world or this world that's overtaken by Thetans or this world that's full of these suppressive people or this world that's full of these people that don't believe in this specific event where the comet's going to come by and a UFO. Like it's it the, the base root of what a cult is, is nothing is my fault. Everything is everybody else's fault. Um, and, uh, she kind of created the modern template for that. So, you know, fuck, fuck Jay-Z Knights, fuck Judy Zebra Knight. Also, did she get her name from her husband? Yeah. So she took his name. Her, her last name is Hampton or her, her original last name was Hampton. Yeah. But I, I, I just figured she made up the name Knight. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she made up Zebra. So I thought the whole name was, was just invented. Yeah, no, no. Her, sure, she got it from Jeff Knight. That's that's really dark in a way that's that is almost darker than the rest of the story. That like not only did she like effectively kill this guy, but also like she just took his name and carried it on after like. You know what she is, man. She's like I, and this term gets thrown around a lot, like as a pejorative, but she's a vampire in a very tangible, literal way. Like she grasps onto people sucks their life dry and then just like discards them and she's she does that with like all these people yeah i almost want to say that like she literally just married that guy just to get his name <laughs> she was just like knight that's a cool name i'll take it i mean i you're i i don't know that you would be that far off honestly she's such a psychopath i wouldn't discount it yeah i yeah what a, what, a, what a horrible person um the, these are the people that we should be angry at i mean i'm not saying that 
I'm not saying that we excuse the actions of people that buy into these cults or whatever. Like they do, they do bad things and you know, they're adults. They shouldn't just be let off the hook or whatever. But like these are the, these people are the problem. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And it's, it's really kind of depressing looking at how much pain and suffering and like literal financial damage Jay-Z Knight has just like wrecked on people and that she still has this compound up in seattle and it it it, even though she's had all these court cases it doesn't ever seem like justice ever really catches up with her it just kind of is like oh a minor inconvenience here or there but there's not like a big like and now jay-z knight is uh you know actually going to serve prison time for the horrible fucking awful things that she's done like such a such a that's the, I think that's the, the the hardest pill to me to for me to swallow about this all this whole thing. Like, yeah, it's funny that all of this stuff has happened, and yeah, it's it's kind of this larger than life flamboyant personality, which obviously I'm drawn to and fascinated by, and um, you know, this like weaponization of kayfabe, you know, that we we talk about a lot. But the fact that there's no fall, the fact that there's no karmic justice, the fact that there's no kind of comeuppance for any of this is just such a fucking bummer. Like she talked someone out of taking life prolonging drugs when they were HIV positive and nothing, nothing, nothing's going to come of that. Like there's no, there's no justice for that. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a, this is kind of a just incredibly bleak thing to leave off with, but uh, I was thinking about that earlier because I was I saw something I saw a, a TikTok video or something like that where somebody was talking about that trope that you hear from people a lot, which is like, you know, people will, you know, if you're if you're a bad person, if you do bad things, like even if you like get away with it, like eventually you'll you'll get it in the end like that. This this idea of like karmic justice that people talk about all the time of just like that's our idea, which right, we I think we largely get from movies is that like. I think I've even talked about the specific thing in another episode of uh, the that movie, The Lovely Bones, where this guy abducts this young girl and kills her and the family is looking for her and they never able to find her or figure out what's wrong, what happened. And the guy, the this child murderer slash molester or whatever he was. Um, he like gets away with it and he's, he almost gets caught and the father almost finds him, but just barely misses it and doesn't figure it out and doesn't find him. And the ghost of the girl is like trying to get her parents to figure it out and find her body and all this stuff like that. And it just, they don't. And that's kind of the conclusion of the movie. And at the very end of the movie, he's like at some truck stop and he's trying to abduct another girl. And then, uh, an icicle falls from a tree and like hits him on the head and he falls off a cliff and dies. And it's like, even though he didn't get caught, he got his in the end or whatever. And um, unfortunately, I don't think that that happens. I think there's some big examples of it happening, but there are so many people like Jay-Z Knight that just live their lives and they die without repercussions. I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Spandrew Spice. 
This has been Deep Cuts. You can find me on the internet at heydavebaker.com or at xdavebakerx. Spandrew, where can people find you? You can find me drifting through the cosmos entity, discovering the unknown truths of our world so that I can come back and embody the, the, the frame of Dave Baker so that I can get on stage and teach you that you have to believe in yourself and also order my new videotape for three easy payments of 1999 you can learn to self-actualize and uh you can't find me on the internet because i don't have social media but if you want to pay your respects to the dear papa pricey you can check out his website dapricerights.com where you can get his comic Deadbolt AI Private Eye. You can also follow Deep Cuts on social media, Facebook. Just search for Deep Cuts Podcast. You can join the Facebook group, Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group, where we had a community of people who talk about cool stuff and stuff about the episodes and other things. You can also join our Discord server, Deep Cuts or bitly.com slash Deep Cuts Discord, where we have another community that talks about the show and other random stuff um, and makes memes and all that stuff. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Deep Cuts Pod, TikTok at Mystery Treehouse, and you can get merch from us by going to deepcutspod.com and clicking on the shop or going to bit.ly.com slash deepcutsmerch where you can get t-shirts and other stuff with Deep Cuts designs on it. Into deep. Deep Cuts is a production by Boy Genius Media. If you'd like to find this show and others like it, please visit boygeniusmedia.com or deepcutspod.com. If you want to join in on post-episode discussions, please join the Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel for additional video content.